Welcome. You're listening to Faith vs. Weight with Maria Bauer. Maria is a former U.S. Navy Health Information Systems Officer, current health and wellness coach, and author of the book, Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Now, here's your host, Maria Bauer. Hello and welcome to Faith vs. Weight. Thank you for joining me here today. If you have been searching for a biblically-based Christian weight management program and prefer weekly episodes, check out Season 1, Episodes 1-10 through 10 of this podcast. If you prefer shorter, but more frequent bite-sized daily episodes, check out Season 2, Episodes 13-63 through 63 of this podcast. You are now listening to Season 3, Episodes 64 and Counting, Daily Devo, Power to Persevere, intended to follow Season 1 and or Season 2, biblically inspiring you to boldly go the distance on your health and wellness journey. Inspired by Judges 4-6, through 6, Luke 21, with our opening Bible verses coming from Luke 21, 1 and 2. He looked up and saw the rich people who were putting their gifts into the treasury. He saw a certain poor widow casting in two small brass coins. Today's reflection, sacrifice, fasting, and cleansing. Today we're going to talk about three women who made courageous sacrifices in the Bible. The first is Deborah, who was a prophetess and a judge. The children of Israel came to her for judgment. As if that job wasn't busy enough as a prophetess, she had special insight from the Lord. She set and called Barak, the son of Abaddon, out of Kedesh, Naphtali, and said to him, Hasn't the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded, Go? And draw to Mount Tabor, and take with you ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali and of the children of Zebulun? Judges four six. For whatever reason, Deborah holding Barak accountable wasn't enough to get him going. He wanted more. Barak said to her, If you will go with me, then I will go, but if you will not go with me, I will not go. Judges four eight. Without hesitation, Deborah said she would go. Deborah then foretells of the next courageous woman we will meet. Even though Barak was the one going into battle with 10,000 men and Deborah, Deborah tells Barak that another woman will get the honor. Although Barak was able to put the Israelites' chief enemy, Sisera, the commander of the Canaanite army, on the run, he was not able to capture him. Instead, Barak put Sisera on the run right into what Sisera thought was a safe place, the tent of Jael, the wife of an ally, Heber the Kenite. Jael came and put a nice warm rug on Sisera and offered him milk when he asked for water, which must have put him right to sleep, since not long after, Jael used a hammer to drive a tent peg through Sisera's skull. A pretty courageous act for this woman to take on a Canaanite commander with only the rudimentary tools she had on hand. Not long after, a string of victories for the Israelites ensued. The hand of the children of Israel prevailed more and more against Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. Judges 4.24 Both of these Old Testament women had great courage without hesitation when it came to their own personal sacrifice. Then, in the New Testament, we meet a woman with a different type of courage, also willing to endure personal sacrifice. Although none of today's readings talk about fasting, our last biblical woman that we meet today happens to remind me of someone who opened my eyes to fasting. It wasn't until my early 30s that I even considered fasting. I had pretty much decided it wasn't worth the effort until one day a co-worker on the basement floor of an old government building lifted the veil from my eyes. I was a young lieutenant low on the totem pole with all the brass in the Washington, D.C. area. My co-worker was a lower-grade civil servant 
which meant she was not very high on the totem pole either. My first impression of Natalie, not her real name, was not a good one. She didn't strike me as having a strong work ethic. She also didn't seem to be one of the kindest people I had ever met. It turned out that I was wrong. Not only was Natalie a hard worker, beneath her tough-as-nails exterior, she had a heart of gold. Natalie was a grandmother raising her grandbabies because her daughter was checked out on drugs. Contrary to popular belief, not all federal workers are overpaid. She had a very meager salary and lived in a high-rise neighborhood known at the time as the murder capital of the U.S. One Friday, she was more quiet than usual. I found out later she had not eaten that day. Let's just say Natalie was not the dieting type. When I asked her if she was on a diet, her response was, Are you nuts? Of course not. It's Good Friday. What kind of a woman would I be if I didn't fast on Good Friday? And there I was, staring at her like a deer in the headlights. I could tell you exactly what kind of a woman that would be, I thought. That would be me. In my opinion, Natalie's whole life was one big personal sacrifice. Did she really need to give something else up? She could have had plenty of excuses not to fast. Yet despite her circumstances, she did what she could to honor the Lord. He said, truly, I tell you, this poor widow put in more than all of them. For all these put in gifts from their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had to live on. Luke 21, 3, 4. Needless to say, since then, I've always fasted on Good Friday. As I grow in my walk with the Lord, I look forward to this day of prayer and fasting, and I always whisper a prayer for Natalie. There really is nothing like prayer and fasting to strip away all of the garbage insulating us from the Lord. Biblical fasting is worth more to those who do it in the spirit for which it is intended than any other short-lived positive or negative weight effect. The fasting part is meant to take the focus off of your body, not to be used as a means to abuse it or alter it. Obviously, there are many people out there who use fasting as a means for all kinds of things other than what it was biblically intended. Personally, I do not recommend you become one of them. If you are spending days fasting for weight loss, in many cases, you can wind up with more metabolic and psychological damage than when you started. The female clients at the YMCA who fasted almost always gained weight. In many cases, food restriction led to binge eating. I realize not everyone who fasts gains weight and some lose weight. I have one friend who is on a medically supervised fast with a doctor closely monitoring her results. So in some cases, I do believe it can work. But for the majority of the people, I can only say, I've never seen it work as a method for long-term weight management for people who have weight issues. A decrease in energy, muscle mass, endurance, and metabolism seem to be the result for most. Not much energy left to serve the kingdom. Once I had a client at the YMCA ask me specifically for nutrition help during a 30-day daytime fast since this was her religious custom. We devised a weight control plan. She told me this was the first time she did not gain weight during a fast. That being said, there are physiological benefits to fast. However, I still believe that a best idea for fasting for most people when it comes to weight management with possible brain benefit is fasting for 12 hours between dinner and breakfast. Your body goes into a ketogenic state burning fat instead of carbs when you do not eat for several hours. Some research points to potential benefits for your waistline as well as your brain when this occurs. It's easy. All you have to do is stop eating after dinner. This doesn't even feel like fasting. However, you do have to make sure you eat enough during the day, which would mean following the suggested faith versus weight plan. You also have to remember to hydrate during the day as well. Finally, since 
we're on the topic of fasting, we might as well talk about fasting's cousin when it comes to weight loss circles, cleansing. Although the Old Testament talks a great deal about cleansing, that is not the type I'm referring to. Every morning, I squeeze half a lemon in eight ounces of filtered room temp water. It is the first thing I drink after brushing my teeth. Lemon in warm or room temp water has been used for ages as a home remedy cleanse. It stimulates bile production and gets things moving. Some people who cannot tolerate citrus use green tea or dandelion greens tea. Beyond that, I would not personally purchase a commercially produced cleanse or participate in any cleanse unless it was medically necessary and supervised. If you really want to cleanse your system, stop eating junk. As you decrease the amount of junk you eat, you give your body a chance to cleanse itself. This is one of the main reasons people feel so much better when they start eating healthy. They are not dealing with the constant sludge of processed foods and their body is not endlessly struggling with what to do with these foreign invaders. If you drink plenty of water, eat vegetables and fruits, and buy organic, you are cleansing your body. Fiber and fruits, vegetables, and starchy carbohydrates assist your body in performing its own cleansing job. I doubt many centenarians have done a cleanse. If you asked my 95 to 100 year old aunts about cleansing, my guess is they would have assumed you were talking about laundry detergent. Today's reflection, sacrifice, fasting, and cleansing. Today's action, Lord, help us to have the courage to sacrifice our personal comfort to serve you with all that we have got. Move, fast for enlightenment, not vanity. Act, cleanse your body of junk by making better choices so that you have the energy to act when your moment of personal sacrifice comes. Today's Daily Devo Power to Persevere was inspired by Judges 4 through 6 and Luke 21. If you found this podcast to be helpful, please review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite way to listen. Your review matters. When you review and subscribe, you can both encourage others and not miss a single episode as you continue to be biblically inspired to boldly go the distance on your health and wellness journey. To follow Faith versus on social, check out Instagram and Facebook. For additional program information or to contact me, Maria, please go to mariabauer.com. That is M-A-R-I-A-B as in boy, O-W-E-R.com. For your Christian-based daily dose of health and wellness encouragement, please subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Are you searching for a Christian-based weight management program that actually works? Check out Season 1, Episodes 1 through 10, and Season 2, Episodes 13 through 63 of this podcast. For the print and Kindle versions, check out the book, Faith vs. Weight, Magnifying the Glory of God, an action guide, Faith vs. Weight, Daily Strength to Shine. You have been listening to Season 3, Daily Devo, Power to Persevere designed to help you boldly go the distance on your health and wellness journey. Biblical encouragement from today's podcast came from the Dwell Bible audio app, the Bible in One Year, five-day-a-week plan. Thank you for listening to Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Consult your physician before starting any weight loss or exercise program.